When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to Duval Daily, presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thanks so much for tuning in here on a Mock Draft Monday edition of the show. Fired up to get into this seven-round Jacksonville Jaguars Mock Draft by yours truly. It is going to be a what-I-would-do Mock Draft, not not going into what I think Trent Baalke and Doug Peterson will do. Um, I know that these what-I-would-do Mock Drafts aren't for everyone, but... Uh, throughout the process, I like to drop some what I would do mock drafts. Um, this will probably be my second to last what I would do mock draft of the 2023 draft cycle for the Jaguars. The draft coming up at the end of the month, less than a month until till we'll find out who the Jaguars are bringing in here to try to improve their roster in 2023, their rookie class. We're going to find out. Uh, but again, so today I am running a what I would do if I was in control of the Jacksonville Jaguars front office. Uh, type of mock draft here. Really appreciate y'all for tuning in. If you enjoy the content, please like and subscribe. Hit that notification bell so you don't miss a show on here. If you're listening on your podcast platform of choice, if you can subscribe and review, really, really helps us out here at Generation Jaguar. So without further ado, let's dive into this what I would do mock draft. I'll tell you right now, I am not a, a drafter that necessarily is going to gravitate towards needs first. I want to make sure that we're getting quality value uh, regardless of need at every pick. I think we do that here in this mock draft. Go ahead and kick it off again at 24 overall. Didn't do any trades here. I do think the Jaguars at some point will probably trade up. But again, this is what I would do. And at each spot, I was kind of feeling pretty comfortable with who was available, who who I could bring in and, and improve this roster. So Osiris Torrance is going to be the pick at 24 overall. I think he's one of the um, safest prospects in this class. And I do like to swing for the fences a little bit when it comes to prospects. But when it comes to Osiris Torrance, I think you're getting at minimum a quality starting guard. I think you could be getting 
one of the best pass-protecting guards in the game in a couple years when you talk about Osiris Torrance because what he brings to the table for you is a guy who has never given up a sack in college. Went from Louisiana to Florida, did not skip a beat jumping up you know, from non-power five to the most dominant conference in all of college football when it comes to NFL talent. That's the SEC. Did not give up a single sack for the Florida Gators in 2022. Uh, a guy that he brings length to the table. He's 330 pounds. He's six foot six, you know, 34 inch arms, big wingspan. He is difficult to get around. And then you also add in the fact that he has really good technique with his hands. He has good footwork for a man of his size, a massive interior guard. So you talk about bringing him in here. And let's be real here. Trevor Lawrence, he is the key to the Jaguars' success long-term and short-term. He is the straw that stirs the drink, along with Doug Peterson. Those are the two most important people in Jacksonville, in this organization, when it comes to football, winning games. What do you want to do for Trevor Lawrence? You want to protect him. If you can protect Trevor Lawrence and give him the time he needs to find the guys like Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, Travis Etienne, Zay Jones, etc., you're going to enjoy the results, right? You're, you're really going to like it. And, and for me, when you talk about protecting Trevor Lawrence, uh, he's actually really adept when it comes to avoiding edge pressure. If you've got guys coming around the edge, he feels that. He senses it. He steps up in the pocket. He can step up. He can move left, move right. He has really, really good pocket awareness and pocket mobility. When that is not able to shine, it's because you have interior pressure, right? If you've got guys screaming up the middle, it's really difficult for Trevor to manipulate and manage the pocket. It's just much easier for him when there's guys coming off the edge. When there's guys coming straight in your face, it's difficult. And you have to move left or right at the back of the pocket, and then you're rolling right into one of those edge rushers, right? So if you can fortify the interior of your offensive line, I think you should. And I think Osiris Torrance absolutely does that for the Jaguars here in a big way. Uh, I have a first-round grade on this guy. He is um, my second offensive guard because I do have Peter Skaronski at offensive guard as well. Um, but not a big gap there between Skaronski and Osiris Torrance for me. I think this guy is going to be a stud at the next level. He has all the physical tools you're looking for and the tape. It's just immaculate when it comes to pass protection. And that's exactly why you're drafting him. But he's also going to upgrade your, your run game as well. He's going to be a good guy to be able to run behind there at guard get Travis Etienne a little bit more space to work with when he's having to run up the middle. Um, you know, Dearness Johnson, I think, going to bring in a little bit more power. Maybe you get Dearness Johnson running beside, behind Osiris Torrance and Luke Fortner feeling pretty good about that. Um, so I think bringing him in, protecting Trevor Lawrence, improving your running game, you're getting a prospect that seems to have a really high floor and high ceiling. I think it could be a home run for the Jaguars. Just has to move about an hour and a half up up the coast of Florida there uh, from Gainesville to Jacksonville. And I think Osiris Torrance would just represent a, an upgrade over Ben Barch, who I do think showed a lot of improvement in 2022, Ben Barch did. But from a size, from a physical profile, a tape profile perspective, like Osiris Torrance is just a, a 
better guard than Ben Barches. Uh, I don't have a problem saying that at all. And I know that's not really the biggest need on the team. But again, I'm trying to fortify that offensive line to protect Trevor Lawrence. He is going to be able to maximize his ability the more time he has to find his guys. And, and the less interior pressure you have, the better. And let's be real. The Jaguars, they face guys like Jeffrey Simmons, Chris Jones. I mean, it was a murderer's row of interior pass rushers that the Jaguars were facing last year. And it's going to be the same way in 2023. And uh, so I think fortifying that, that spot is really smart for the Jaguars. Matthew Bergeron is up next for me at 56 overall. Yes, another offensive lineman. As I said, this is what I would do. What I would do is do everything I can. You know, this is Monday, April 3rd. I, I do have I do have probably one more what I would do mock draft coming. But what I would do right now with my first two picks is protect Trevor Lawrence. And it's not just because we're protecting Trevor Lawrence. I love the prospect values. Osiris Torrance at 24. Matthew Bergeron at 56. He's a borderline first rounder in my mind out of Syracuse. He's a good athlete. He has the length you're looking for. Uh, can play left tackle or right tackle. I think he has the ability to play guard as well based on his skill set and, and profile. Um, just a really, really stout um, um, left tackle who I think can be your swing tackle in year one. Um, can probably push Walker Little at right tackle potentially. And then when you look at moving down the road past 2023, Matthew Bergeron step into the starting lineup, you're able to save some cash potentially at left or right tackle by moving on from a Cam Robinson a couple years down the road or a year down the road. Uh, So you can save money to spend on Trevor Lawrence. Tyson Campbell, Travis Etienne, et cetera, whoever you want to spend your cash on, these young players, Andre Sisco, Walker Little will need a new deal as well at some point. So there's a lot of guys the Jaguars will need to renew down the road. Getting cheaper and more talented across the offensive line is going to be a strategy that Trevor Lawrence is going to enjoy. It's going to show him that you are investing not only in the receivers and the backs for him, but also up front in this offensive line to ensure that he has the pocket that he needs to find these guys. I think Matthew Bergeron would be a great pick for the Jaguars at 56 overall. Next up at 88, yes, we will finally address the defensive side of the ball. The Jaguars do have needs on defense. They need more pass rush. More importantly, in my opinion, they need a better nickel player. That's where Jartavius Quan Martin out of Illinois comes in. Personally, I have him valued borderline first, second round pick. Falls all the way to 88 in this draft. I think there's a good chance that does happen based on just the depth of the uh, the defensive back group as a whole in this draft class. There's a lot of really good DBs, whether you're talking about outside corners, nickels, there's safeties as well that a lot of teams are probably going to have ahead of Jartavius Martin on their board. But this is a guy we talked about a lot on here when it comes to pursuit, when it comes to tackling. He is second to only Brian Branch, in my opinion, in this class from nickel players. He's a guy like Brian Branch that can play nickel for you or play some free safety for you. He's got tremendous athleticism at the position, does Jartavius Quan Martin. He's an absolute dynamo of an athlete, uh, is Jartavius Martin. like His numbers coming out of Illinois 
are unbelievable as an athlete. Look at this. 95th percentile broad jump, 98th percentile vertical jump, 96th percentile 10-yard split, 64, 64th percentile 40-yard dash, 83rd percentile hand size, 55th percentile bench press. He's got it all when it comes to the athletic profile, does Jartavius Quan Martin, and the tape is outstanding. He's really good in coverage, really good in pursuit, really good as a tackler. This guy, I think, presents a lot of value to you if you're talking about bringing him in here at, in the third round at 88 overall. And now you have uh, massively upgraded your secondary. You've now got a, a nickel that you feel you can put out there and he can play the run and play the pass, and you're not going to feel like there's a liability over the middle of the field anymore. Um, when, when you talk about getting Martin in there. Next couple picks are going to go go to the defensive line again. Early on in this draft, we went ahead and we fortified that offensive line with Osiris Torrance and Matthew Bergeron, two prospects that I feel really confident are going to come in and upgrade that O-line. You've got Jartavius Martin in there at nickel now. We're going Mora Ojomo out of Texas, a guy who is a really stout defender, um, interior defender, for the Texas Longhorns, and he brings tremendous natural leverage. He's six foot two and a half, 290, 292 pounds, so a little bit undersized. But then you look at the 34 and a half inch arms at six foot two, he's got natural leverage and length over most guys he's going to be going against on the interior. He's also going to be a more explosive athlete than most of the guards and centers he's going to be lined up against. I think you bring him in here, you have a chance to have a guy who is a stout run defender at defensive end and base downs. And then when you're talking about getting into those lightning packages, those nickel packages, getting him rushing from the interior, I think you could really, really uh, find a steal here in Mora Ojomo, top of day three in this draft. 86th percentile broad jump, 88th percentile vertical jump, 61st percentile 40-yard dash. He's got big hands, long arms. He's strong. Uh, 64th percentile bench press with those long arms, 29 bench press reps with 34 and a half inch arms. This guy from a uh, athletic profile, from a tape perspective, it's all there for Mora Ojomo. Just another one who's kind of buried in this class. You talk about there's some big names at interior defensive line and uh, some guys that maybe you know have a little bit more girth to them. 292 pounds is smaller for an interior defensive lineman, but I think bringing in Mora Ojomo to be a guy that can play defensive end for you and base and then kick inside and try to beat guards and centers um, as an interior penetrator against the pass could really help out your pass rush short and long term. I think Mora Ojomo could do that out of Texas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we've got two more edge guys coming off the board. Um, the Jaguars need edge rushers, right? They lost Arden Key, Dewan Smoot. Not sure when he's going to be healthy or if he's going to be re-signed by the Jaguars. So we insert DJ Johnson here, edge out of Oregon. Uh, former four-star recruit, really, really 
dynamic athlete when it comes to his speed and power profile. Um, a guy that they switched him to playing tight end more uh, for a couple years under Mario Cristobal at Oregon, got back into playing more edge this past year, led the team in sacks. You talk about his his size profile, six foot four. 260 pounds. He has 34 and a quarter arms, so he has the length you're looking for. Um, he has the athleticism. 4-4-9, 40-yard dash. That's 97th percentile. 32-inch vertical. Uh, 110 broad jump. 28 bench press rep shows that power. This is a speed and power player. Uh, that's what he is. That's what he brings to the table. When you look about uh, his athletic comparisons, you see Kayvon Thibodeau and you see Josh Allen. Uh Two guys that went much higher in the draft than this. Two guys that weren't forced to play tight end um, during their college days. I think you bring him in here to compete to be one of your rotational edge rushers in year one. He has tremendous shock value with his hands. He he generates speed to power. It's it's almost unparalleled in this class. I mean, you can look at Will Anderson. Sure, he's, he's going to be able to do that better. But there's not a lot of guys that can um, shock shock offensive linemen with their initial punch as well as DJ Johnson in this class. And now he's not a particularly fluid athlete when you talk about changing directions, when you talk about lateral agility, but when you talk about getting from point A to point B, DJ Johnson can do it. He can run around you and he can run through you. Not an advanced pass rusher when it comes to hand usage, but again, guys like this just don't grow on trees. Guys that have this amount of speed and this amount of power not very common to be able to land him in the fourth round, bring him in to compete to be your third, fourth rotational edge rusher. And again, I, I still have I've said this a lot. I think the Jaguars need to bring in a veteran pass rusher to be the third edge rusher in 2023, because the bottom line is whether you're drafting a edge rusher in the first round or the fourth round, the chances are they are not going to be a super dynamic, impactful pass rusher in year one. That's just usually not how it goes. Yes, there are exceptions. I mean, Aiden Hutchinson, you saw, was a really good pass rusher last year. You also had James Houston on the same team, impressive pass rusher. Uh, out of Cincinnati, who was drafted on day three. I think DJ Johnson has a chance to be that type of player in year one. But again, I don't think you should be betting on rookies being high-impact pass rushers coming off the edge in year one. So you bring in these guys, hopefully you can get them up to speed and, and get them making an impact, these edge players. But I don't think you should be relying upon them making a huge impact early on that's why you bring in a veteran edge rusher like a Justin Houston or or a, a Carlos Dunlap, a Melvin Ingram. There's a lot of guys still out there that could fit the bill. Um, but we are going to keep swinging here at edge because I think you've got really good value in this deep edge class on day three. Moving down to 185 overall, we've got Thomas Nkoum out of Central Michigan who has the length you're looking for, has the athleticism you're looking for, really good production profile. Again, just one of those guys that kind of slips under the radar because there are so many talented edge players in this class. Um, I think that both DJ Johnson and Thomas Nkoum probably have top of day three value, but you're getting them a little bit later because there's some real depth in this edge class and depth at some other spots in this class. Pushing some talented prospects down the board. Up next at 202 overall, we've got Terrell Smith, a guy the Jaguars have met with. Uh, has really, really good 
2022 tape had had some ups and downs prior to that in his career. But coming out of Minnesota, he's got really good size, really good length. I think he has the versatility, and he talked about it with the Draft Network. I think he has the versatility to play inside for you, to play outside for you, to play man or zone. He's six foot, 204 pounds, 33 inch arms, um, 1.5 second 10 yard split. That's 82nd percentile, 441 40 yard dash, 78th percentile. Um, similar overall athletic profile to a Tyson Campbell, who the Jaguars love. I think whether you have Terrell Smith playing outside and putting Darius Williams inside or vice versa, you're going to feel pretty damn good about getting Terrell Smith in here to to fortify your secondary. Again, and you already have Jartavius Martin that you brought in. So Terrell Smith is really going to be competing for maybe your top backup outside corner and your top backup nickel. Uh, Maybe a guy who's really just like your fourth corner, able to push Trey Herndon down the depth chart, able to create more competition at the back of the roster, potentially really like Terrell Smith out of Minnesota. He shows good instincts in zone. I've seen him bait quarterbacks, uh, keeping his eyes in the backfield. If the Jaguars want to run with that more of the fire zone blitz type of third down packages, I think Terrell Smith makes a lot of sense. If they want to go man to man, I think he can do that as well. So uh, fun prospect that, Another position that's really deep in this class is corner. I think Terrell Smith, fourth round grade for me, you're able to land him this late at 202 overall. You feel damn good about it. And these next two picks, they're going to be some offensive skill players. I think you want to continue to fortify uh, wide receiver and running back. At 208 overall, we've got Andre Yoshivas out of Princeton, a guy who has had an interesting pre-draft process. Certainly a tremendous athlete. I think you've seen a lot of the rawness to his game, though, coming out of Princeton. When you when you looked at him at the Senior Bowl, he just does not have a ton of experience running the full route tree. And so I think you're going to have to develop him there. But when you talk about the athletic profile, the size, 6'3", 205 pounds, 32-inch arms, um, 1-5-2, 10-yard split, 4-4-3, 40-yard dash, 39-inch vert, 128 inch broad jump, three cone drill, 685, really good. 20 yard shuttle, 412, really good. 19 bench press reps, really good. This is an excellent athlete who I think in year one, you can start to introduce him as a vertical threat and a horizontal threat, just running nine routes and and, uh, running across the field on those shallow crossers or those deep overs. I think he can do those things both for you really well and uh, generate some more explosiveness in your offense and as he develops I think he can develop potentially into maybe your second third fourth option at receiver uh, for the Jaguars here and then finally with the Jaguars Mr. Irrelevant for 2023 running back out of Northwestern Evan Hull another prospect I think this is an incredibly deep running back class He falls down the board because of the depth of this class, and there's still a ton of talented runners on the board in this mock draft um, that's run over on NFL Mock Draft Database. So, Evan Hull, why do you bring him in here? Well, good runner, damn good receiver, and he's a good pass blocker. 
he's a three down back. He's a guy that can do it all for you. Uh, a guy that brings a really nice athletic profile, a guy that has relatively low tread on the tires. I think out of all the running backs at the senior bowl, he looked by far the most complete. And you look at his athletic testing, four four seven forty yard dash for a running back. You love that one five three ten split. You love that. He's five foot ten, two hundred nine pounds. I really like that size. I personally like running backs that are a little bit lower to the ground. Um, they they generally have better contact balance. They generally are harder targets to hit. So 5'10", 210, really like those numbers. 37-inch vert, really explosive. Broad jump, 123, same explosive. You see some quickness in the three-cone drill. Also put up 21 bench press reps. I don't think he's going to come in and push Travis Etienne, but is he going to push Dearness Johnson and and Jamichael Hasty and Snoop Connor? Absolutely. I think he would make your running back room a lot more competitive. Not that it's uncompetitive now. I think it's a good room. But the rich get richer here with Evan Hull getting into this Jaguars backfield. And now I think you have a running back room that is complete, a wide receiver room. Andre, Andre Yoshiva's coming in. It's a complete receiver room with, with um, Jartavius Quan Martin and Terrell Smith coming in to fortify your secondary. You feel a lot better there. With Osiris Torrance and Matthew Bergeron coming in to fortify your offensive line, you feel better there. Mora Ojomo, DJ Johnson, and Thomas Nkum coming in to try to generate some more pass rush for you, both in 2023 as rotational players and long-term as potential uh, big-time role players or starters. I think all three of those guys have that potential for you. So a really fun class. Again, this is a what-I-would-do mock draft. I'm not predicting what the Jaguars will do. This is purely how I would handle this 2023 draft class as of Monday, April Third, of course, I reserve the right to change my mind prior to the draft, and we probably will do one more what I would do mock draft for the Jaguars prior to April 27th. I'm sure we will run a couple more uh, predictive mock drafts where we're trying to get into the mind of Trent Baalke and Doug Peterson and see what they would do in the draft. But that's going to do it for this what I would do mock draft. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Let me know what you think. You can hit me up on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo. You can always drop a comment in the comment section below as well. Please hit that like and subscribe button if you enjoy the content. Notification bell so you don't miss a show on here. If you're listening on your podcast platform of choice, please subscribe and review. If you want to support the channel further, you can go check out ginjag.com, pick up some new Duval gear. Really appreciate y'all. Have a great rest of your Monday, Duval.